This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we explore social awareness and relationships. How do people date men if men are trash? Can you still hang out with your problematic cousins? How does any of this work? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Yo. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do the show. Oh my God, what is up? Why do we do a podcast? Um, <laughs> I was doing it as therapy before, but now I have a therapist. Now I just do it. <laughs> now we just do it? Yeah, now we just do it to do okay. it. Okay. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea, tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ow. Oh, I like that. It was it was like oh, an extra like yeah, it was uh, like um what is that shit? Harmony. You yeah. harmonize and shit. Yeah, but your owl was like, ow. It was like Oh yeah, yeah. Lady yeah. has been graceful, our owls, mm-hmm. but just now it was like a little more gritty. You gotta do that sometimes. Yeah, you do. You I gotta agree. get the grit, give it that Bronx grit. Exactly. You know? Um How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Good. What are your pronouns today? Oh, my pronouns are, as always, she, her, and not a lady. I'm not a lady, folks. Um, also, I think I want to add opportunist because... <laughs> You're not an opportunist. I can't. Though. I'm not an opportunist, but I just want to throw it out that there. That can't be a pronoun. It's You're a possible. It's a possible pronoun. It's a possibility. I just... Just saying. You want to be an opportunist. I don't. I'm just. I just wanted to be known that some of you, if you, you know, are that an can opportunist, be people's pronouns, right? Not your you pronouns. It. You're okay. right. We're that's not mine. Yeah. That's what I'm like. Back to me. She, her, and not a lady. <laughs> like, Thank you. What the fuck is happening? Here? Right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my pronouns are the standard she, her, and bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Back to that. That's good. Those are my pronouns. That's good. I like that's it. Your lipstick is matching your hair today. Is the whole thing going? I, You're wearing florals. Actually, you got somewhere to be. This is the same shit I wore yesterday. Oh, you're doing that. I didn't yes. even clean my makeup off yesterday. You know what oh, I did? Oh, it's good. I put a head tie on my pillow so I wouldn't mess up my pillowcases. That's classic. I went right to sleep because I was tired as fuck. I didn't feel it like It still looks it. very fresh. Then it was like faded green lipstick. I'm like, you're not going to wash like, your face again. I, I dead serious to... showered with this on my face. That's amazing. Left. Let's put the lipstick back on. I'm like, like aren't we going to be in the studio all day? Put this Just back put on. a full nope. face on? This is yesterday. I was going to ask you if you was depressed. You doing this nope. on purpose? This is yesterday. Yeah, because that's what I do. That's what I do when I'm depressed. Nah, this is yesterday's queen. I just was, got home so late. Uh-huh. We had to be in the studio early-ish. Right. So I was like, look, roll out, wash your ass. Uh-huh. That's what's up, yo. Yeah. Sounds like you had a bomb yesterday. What is today? Today is the first day of October. No, oh, today it's not. is. It is. We're recording, but it's not when they're listening to right. it. Right. Today is Sunday, though. Yeah. Sorry, I was confused. Okay, so yesterday okay. was Saturday. Yeah. Anyway. We are recording this a little early. Because I yes. mentioned mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have lives. We have lives and shit to do. We're going to be doing some traveling and shit. Yep. So if if um you sent us a letter and we didn't mention it, if you sent us a donation and we didn't mention it, just know it's because this episode is a little bit earlier than usual. Yeah. And then we'll be sure we're to get you. recording it. Yes, we're recording usual. early. Yeah, and we'll be sure to get you guys back um, on the next episode. If, that's right. If you would like to follow the conversation of this hashtag, of this... <laughs> conversation of this hashtag <laughs> barry would love that she if you'd would. like to follow the conversation of this podcast you can use the hashtag t with qj t-e-a with 
QJ on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias or yes. social media, so as treats. Queen likes to say. So annoying. I like it. Um, the two dope queens say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to, yeah, do that. Motherfuckers are talking about the podcast. Motherfuckers are talking, sharing information and yeah. shit, yeah. giving their opinion, yelling at us, saying cheers to us, asking questions and shit like that. Calling us ladies. Calling us ladies. <laughs> Once again, I'm not a lady. I'm just happy to be included and considered. So I do appreciate that. I'm not a lady though, but I do appreciate it still. Um, yeah. So do that. Use the fucking hashtag. We love it. We retweet we really it. Do. We comment all that shit. Um, what else? Want to get into libations? Yes. What Let's are, get into libations. libations. Libations are when we pour one out for the homies, when we celebrate the ancestors, when we give props to people, places, and places and things that we fuck with heavily yeah. this week. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I have a libation. Um, I have been feeling a little depressed. Okay. But I think it's because I feel like I am stagnant. Right. Um, not in work and stuff, but just like in Naima upkeep. Okay. Naima, queen. Mm-hmm. If you listen, you know, I use those mm-hmm. interchangeably. Mm-hmm. But so yesterday I was like, like, don't feel like this. Okay. Just get up and whatever you like, just do stuff to change that. Mm-hmm. So I've been um kind of stalking this woman on YouTube, looking at her workout videos, not doing them, but just right. looking like, oh, these are good. I would like these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like her style. Right. Oh, I like, oh, this is this is for me. Uh-huh. This is for me. Not doing them. <laughs> she had me in mind when she made these girls. I subscribed yes, That's I subscribed funny. to her a long time ago. Like, I don't know, but whatever. So you finally sit and watch them at your desk. While you work on your yes, magazine. Yes, like, oh, this is good. That's so funny. Ooh, yeah. And I found her because I was looking for a black woman in fitness who um, weren't just like um, talking about food intake and mm. like all of that stuff, but kind of made it fun because right. she does, she does actually talk about those things and her workouts are technical, but they're fun. Like, it's a lot of dancing involved, mm. a lot of um, Caribbean dance, hip hop dance, Um the part her partner she has different ones who like you know how there's always someone with them when they're working out mm-hmm. she calls them friend she calls you friend like hey friend come mm-hmm. on girl friend like she mm-hmm. like she talks like us really right. while she is um facilitating fitness mm-hmm. um her hair changes all the time like ours you know it's just mm-hmm. this visually That's like awesome. like us mm-hmm. um so i finally got my ass up and did one of her workouts um her name is Kiel Lachey. Um, I did upper body yesterday, so my shoulders are fucking killing me. Okay. Um, but I was into the body roll for my stomach and core, you know, yes, like yes. shit like that. So it was dope. Um, her YouTube channel is Superhero Fitness TV. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out. Um, it's really really dope. Salabation to her for um making me feel like dope yesterday. Um, and making me finally get up off my ass instead of just watching it. Um, she has this thing like every Saturday she uploads another workout thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like every week I have something to um do, and she has lots of videos. So I like have a rolodex of stuff that I can actually do instead of just watching them like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I like it. That's great. And then I can do it in my house. Yeah, I know that I don't really like working out in front of people. I, like I don't like people looking at me. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you don't ever. Yeah, whether I, you're working out or not, you <laughs> always like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah, it works mm-hmm. for me this mm-hmm. way. Yeah, so. Okay. Libations to her. That's awesome. Uh, I might do that. I need to work out. My only workouts lately have been sex with somebody who works out. 
<laughs> that is a workout, so, though. It is, yo. Sometimes my arms, I'm like, why are my arms? You ever hurting? have a great session and then you're like, why are my legs yeah, hurt like this? And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. You remember the dick. Dude, like, when my yeah. arms are hurting after sex, I'm like, no, we were actually being <laughs> ri- really ridiculous. We were really just doing too much. You just made me think of like sex. Sex. Sex is nice. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. You know, sometimes you just randomly are walking, uh, going about your day, and mm-hmm. it's, you just replay something in your mind. And oh, you're like, yeah. We're animals. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. That's yes, dope. Yes. Libations to sex. Libations to That's my libation. <laughs> libations to sex. Libations to sex as fitness. Libations to sex as like, it's just good for you, yo. Sex is also you can have a it, form have of self-care, it. too. Yeah. It's important. It's it important. Is, it is. Um, unless you have chosen not to partake. Um, but if you have, please, like, do that shit, yo. It is really, uh, can be really great. Yeah. So, libations to sex, yo. So, pay black women. Pay black women. Pay black women segment is when we talk. Oh, by the way, this is a spot of tea episode. Yes. We didn't say that before. Because we never do anything we correctly. Just out here. You know, um, basically spot of tea episodes are episodes that have, we have less segments. It's less formatted. We're just out here. Yeah. More free, freestyle. Freestyling the fuck out of this shit this is kind of how we first started the podcast we just talked yeah we just turned on the computer and talked into space no microphones nothing nope (laughs) and then the segments formed themselves Uh and like if you if you've been here since the beginning you know that all this yeah libations to everybody who goes back on soundcloud or itunes and listens to episode why do they listen to the first episode that one has so many listens it's really really funny i have never listened to it again <laughs> I I've listened to it again and it, it was cute the last time I listened to it. It was a while ago. I have but, not listened yeah, to it again. Really but I'm very like that. I'm like, I'm not I don't go into you the don't past. Go back forward don't always. Do that. Forward always. always. I do forward. go back in the past with stuff I write because I like mm-hmm. to see progression. Maybe that I don't know. Yeah, that, know. that is why I usually yeah, go back and listen sense. to the podcast. Yeah. But I know this is just a hobby for you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so our pay black women segment is when we highlight black women that are doing shit that requires our money, yep. that are selling shit, that are providing services. Um, we should be paying black women. 2017 is the year of giving black women your money. We want to make sure that we are doing that shit and helping you get there. If you haven't given your money to a black woman this week, we'll give you a suggestion on how you can do that shit. Wait, wait. If you haven't given your money to a black woman. Then, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even here? Like, what is your purpose and what what is your function, yo? We reinvest in our communities. We reinvest in you, whoever you are. Yeah. That money gets back to you somehow. Invest in black women, yo. Seriously. Oh. I know. That annoyed me. It's annoying. Yeah. Who you got? So, this um, pay black woman segment was brought to you by... Nah. Um, <laughs> so, one of our listeners and also podcast homies, um, Money, from the Queer Walk podcast, mm-hmm. actually suggested this pay black woman. Then when I seen it, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> she needs to be paid. Yes. Um, yes. So, and I had already seen it because this is my friend. So, yeah, I'm yeah, excited yes, about yes. it. I was like, oh, yeah, she's mm-hmm. right. I'm into this. Damn. Um, so, her name is Mary Pryor. And hey, Mary. And... She is dear to my heart because she cares about weed. She cares about <laughs> weed, yes. Um, but more specifically, she wants to. Okay, so she is part of a company, one half of Canclusive. Mm-hmm. Canclusive. Thank you. I didn't write the A when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. dot com, and um, they are basically. Let me just read their 
Can Inclusive was created to facilitate fair representation of minority cannabis consumers. We are inspired by the growing opportunities, yet disappointed by the diversity issues taking root in the mainstream cannabis culture. At Can Inclusive, we celebrate the cultures of this thriving community through curated experience, ground, groundbreaking insights, thoughtful content, and dynamic visuals. We make it easier for brands to communicate with diverse audience audiences. So um, Can Inclusive specifically... They are the imagery that is associated with cannabis use mm-hmm. for people of color usually is horrible things. Right. People on the corner, people yeah. somebody selling a dime bag. Yeah. It's always very it's presented a, to be very seedy, very underground. And criminal. Right, yes, yes. Um and they are changing that. So I actually looked at their stock photos. They have a bunch of stock photos and it just looks like Regular people smoking weed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what weed smokers look right. like. Regular people, regular smoking, people weed. smoking weed, smoking of weed of any variety. Yeah, of any right. variety. And mm-hmm. actually, the pictures are people of any variety. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually, I'm, I got very interested because of the stock photos. Because since I have Miss Vixen, and I'm always looking for places where I can use photos of with imagery of black people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do have that option on their site where you can use their stock stock photos for either blogs, websites, or whatever, wherever you need photos of black people using weed mm-hmm. paraphernalia. You just have to, um, of course, credit them in the picture because that's what you f- should be fucking doing yeah. when you use people's yeah. photos anyway. Um, it's also better than using the white man's Google because yeah. you use the white man's Google looking for people of color smoking weed and you're going to get all the stereotypes because the white man's Google is through white gaze and it is, that's like you're going to find the shit that yes. the worst of white people have been thinking about when they Google totally people of color. Totally. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that you can support that. That um, Mary Pryor also has a cash me in her Twitter. Um, and that is cash.me slash money sign. Mary Pryor. Give that woman your money. Mm-hmm. Cause Queenie J said so. Right, right. So in addition to Canaclusive, um, she is also looking to invest in cannabis yes. in general and mm-hmm. start her own dispensary and all those things that people of color in the cannabis and weed industry uh, have are been being locked out of being locked out of being priced out of when you have people women of color when you have people like us in these industries that understand other people like us it makes it easier to have people who have been working in that industry like yeah. we we see that through a different lens we see that differently so we're in where in people who are now just getting into the market, white folks I'm talking about, are just now getting into the market, are not looking at people of color who have been selling weed mm-hmm. as potential like people to employ yeah. and hire. When you have people like us in the industry, you have people who are looking at this shit through a different lens and a different gaze. She also they also that's also a part of Can Inclusive's right. thing too, is that um, we can show you how to do this. Mm-hmm. You can pay us right. and show you how to do this. That's so right. maybe you are a white person in the cannabis industry, but you here's a model. Mm-hmm. Not even a model, because you got to pay them to do this shit. Right. But there's a ways to do it, and we have the knowledge. So if y'all really want to do this shit... Mm-hmm. You know, pay us right. and we can show you how to That's do that. That's right. So we'll um, leave the link to Canaclusive in our show notes. We'll leave huh. Mary's um, yeah. Cash App. And then... They also did a feature on uh, Mary and her mission on moneyish.com. We'll leave the clip to that also in the show notes. Um, definitely watch that. You'll learn more about cannabis and like what she's working on. She's also low-key a 4C like God, like OG. Like her hair is amazing. So Low-key, high-key? It's pretty high-key. Yeah. So I'm it's, like, what do you No, mean? It's, it's very high-key. Like, it is very high-key. I just say low-key, I guess, because nobody pays attention. But it's really amazing. 
Because it's four C. But on this show, on this show, we highlight the four C. Because we four C. Because we're four C's. <laughs> <laughs> I foresee that being a priority. <laughs> exactly. Here. Um. Yeah. So libations and pay black women. Mary Pryor. Uh. We appreciate you, yo. Yeah. So the link to all of that shit will be in the show mm. notes. Are you ready to get into the show? Let's get into it. The show. Oh, that was nice. Yours, <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. What kind of tea are you drinking? Um, I think this is you made my tea today. Wow. Yeah. It's weird. Oh, yeah. this is green tea. Usually, Where did you even get this? It's a box in a cabinet. This is not the jasmine green, is it? Mm, yeah, minute. it is. We are both drinking jasmine green tea. Yes, we are. Naima yeah. Queen made the tea. Yeah, she, I never make the tea. She ever never makes it, yo. But today, I, it's Jay, you just seemed like you were a little slow today. So I was I like, appreciate I'll, just, I'll just get up and do it. I appreciate you. I'm on a bit of a sex high. <laughs> um, so I appreciate you. Thank you so much. No problem. So this week, we got a bunch of letters about race, racial shit, white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, and all that good shit. So we're going to address that shit give some answers and give some insight into um a bunch of other stuff yeah hopefully y'all send us interesting letters so we got t-mail you ready yeah okay so our first letter and i think um she donated last week and i kept calling her zahar but her name is sahar mm-hmm. um okay so Subject of this T-mail, navigating this world. I want to start off by saying thank you, Queen and Jay, so much for doing this podcast. I have struggled for a long time in this world being a black, dark-skinned woman. My sister, Asia, a.k.a. at underscore let love underscore, introduced me to this and I'm playing catch up. My current struggle is knowing how far to go when communicating with my racist-ass co-worker. He keeps trying my patience and it is challenging my ability to maintain my professionalism. I have recently put him on notice, taking a page from Queen. I told him I don't have to explain to my oppressor how he is oppressing me and from this moment forward, if you continue to come for me with violent or uncomfortable language, I'm going to have to address it accordingly. I truly appreciate knowing that I'm not just the angry black girl and that i am not imagining the bullshit lots of love sahar a sahar at melanin mom of four that's a lot of kids girl melanin mom of four no it's not um okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't have it i'm operating at zero so i don't know my mom has three i'm like anytime i see us together i'm like there's too many people here um p.s my sister loves y'all thank you sahar that wasn't a judgment. Does it, it sound, sound like a like judgment? It, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't mean it as a judgment. I just, yeah, I didn't mean it that way. To me, it is just a lot of kids, but I don't mean that with any, like, a lot of, like, too many or, you know, but um, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> um, so, Sahar, I'm sorry that you're dealing with this shit at work. Thank you so much for your letter. Yeah, thanks for the letter. Yes, yes. I wanted to bring up, I know this is not like a direct question. It's just kind of you just saying like what you're dealing with at work. And I like that you've addressed it head on. But I did want to also make sure or remind everyone to keep receipts when, when you are experiencing microaggressions at work um, or people are doing racist sideways shit. It doesn't matter how overt or covert that shit is. Yep. Make sure that you document it. Yeah. Um, usually when I document things, I'll send an email to myself so that it gets time stamped. 
Um, and uh, yeah, and then I have it in case I ever need it. Every single instance, it doesn't matter how big or how small or if you think anyone will fucking believe you. Just have all of those receipts there so that if you are ever pulled into HR or somewhere on some like felonious bullshit or yeah. if it ever comes up, you can say these are the instances that I have dated yeah. in which these things were said to me or whatever, whatever, so that you have um, backtracked to whatever led you to directly say to somebody, listen, like, fuck off. You know what I'm saying? Word. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, I know for me, what I have done only once, but like if let's say someone else comes to me about what someone has said, mm-hmm. I've I'll rather address it via email. Like, hey, this is brought right. to my attention. Blah 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 blah. Like, let's figure it out. But mm-hmm. I try to keep it on email so it's in writing. Um, us trying, you know, us navigating whatever happened. Right. Um, I like that because then we have receipts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is work shit. So you do it on work time and yeah. you do it using work stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. And then, <laughs> then especially when it comes to women of color who they always like or pe- any people of color who they like to portray, like whenever they go and they tell this story to their white friends, a lot of times we can't control the stereotypes that are put on these stories yeah. once they are out there and are, are rehashing them. So you could have easily said to somebody, um, I don't appreciate when you do this. And then when they go and tell the story, it's, oh, so-and-so barked at me. And they're like, I don't like when you're doing yeah, this. Exactly. And let me think, you come, do try that one more time with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it is it is helpful, like Queen said, to have that shit in an email so that they can just, if you have a problem with what I said, forward the email. Yeah. Send it to fucking everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then, you know, once they share it and they're like, oh, look at what they said, perhaps the person reading it will be like, well, well there's nothing yeah, unprofessional nothing happening, happening in this email. They're yeah. asking you to like get your shit together. Yep. Um, or what? you could record these things. Like we have phones that let us do so much shit. Is that legal? Legal to what? Record motherfuckers at work? Um, I don't think it's illegal. Okay. <laughs> like, um, if you could record police doing blah, 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 I'm sure you can be mm. at work and record a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I would record them. Okay. Like, if you can't write everything, <laughs> right. record them. Right, right, right. Okay. I am unsure of that. I think you can. Why okay. can't you record someone? Why can't you? I don't know. I don't know either way. Yeah, but that's I why personally, I personally I would Google that shit before. Look before in your HR forward. book. Look yeah. in your HR handbook. A lot of them have not caught up to what technology is, True. and I bet you there's no thing in your handbook saying you can't. Factuals. So for now, right, do that shit. I like that. I like that. But yeah, receipts and your definite like the direct approach is dope. Mm-hmm. You're like, listen, I don't appreciate when you do this shit. This is what's gonna happen next time you do it. Let's just avoid that. Yeah. So, so libations to you. Sahar. Yeah. And your children. Yes. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to get to the second letter that we received. This letter is mad juicy, yo. Um, To me. Okay, because I'm like, (laughs) it is. Okay. I enjoy it. Um, Um, Let's leave this one anonymous. um, I was going to say that. Okay. Um, Oh, maybe I was. Okay, we'll leave you anonymous. Thank you. We'll leave you anonymous, girl. So the subject is T-Mail Seeking Advice. Hey, Queen. Hey, Jay. I'm a newish fan of the podcast, and I love every minute of it. The way you don't hold back when you talk about not just white supremacy, but patriarchy as well, gives me life and the strength I need to get through the day. Life, life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe lose my line. Where Sorry. am I? 
I'm writing you two because I need help and I feel like you two would understand my problem. I'm single and dating. I'm single and dating men is exhausting. Oh, God, girl. I'm tired of having to unpack and re-educate men on how not to be trash. I just want to find someone who doesn't hate women or tries the whole nice guy act. I was listening to an episode of another podcast that I that both of you were on that my friends have told me I should check out. I didn't because honestly, two of the hosts are black men and I didn't want to put myself through another podcast of black men who bash black women for 60 minutes. Been there, girl. I don't listen to I I, I just want to say I don't listen to a lot of um, podcasts with men. All of my podcasts are with women except for Drink Champs, mm-hmm. Australian Girls, right. and Three Fifths. Like, right. I, I do not, like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. I can't, just can't do it. Um, and drink champs is not a safe space. It's not just, at all. It's just the one that you've chosen. That yes. this is what you're comfortable with. It's the with one black with. man fuckery right, that I'm going right, to deal with. Right, right. That's my limit. Mm-hmm. Um, because, but I gave them a listen, and I was shocked. These dudes got it. They were putting down their co-hosts. Boy, they weren't. <laughs> I was like, I listen to this podcast. They don't do that. That's funny. They weren't putting down their co-hosts. They didn't hate black women. I followed them on Instagram, and they are not bad looking either. Damn. My weakness is bearded brown skinned men. I can't help it. <laughs> I want to shoot my shot in his DMs, but I'm pretty sure he's married. But what should I do? I'm tired of dealing with trash. With the hopes that it's going to be different this time. I found a guy that I wouldn't have to train. Shouldn't I at least try? Thanks for e- thanks for reading. I love you too. She gave us two hearts and anonymous because we're not going to say her name. Oh, all right. So, um, no girl, no girl. But yeah, so this this listener is talking about Three Fifths Podcast. Yes, and they're amazing. Yeah, um, they are. and they have four hosts. Um, and the two gentlemen on there, Justin and Eric, are um, what what would you what would you call them? They're not trash. They, well, I mean, well, men are trash, <laughs> but they're not. Um, they're not. They actively work they, to break to, down the patriarchy. Yeah, they actively work to break down white supremacist patriarchal capitalism as a whole, and so they are constantly working to improve themselves. They're constantly learning and relearning, which is important. Yes, and checking their privilege. Yes. Um, so that's what this, uh, listener is referring to when they talk about like not having to train somebody and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, so yes, no girl, don't do it. First, yes, they are, they are both married. Um, so let's avoid that altogether. I'm not personally opposed to the DM slide, even though I haven't done it. Um, I've slid in DMs. Okay. But it's because I'm assuming the man is single. Right. But let's, I'm, I'm, yeah. So we're we're moving past that. Because this could happen again. Because that's a separate thing. All right. Right. But they're definitely, we we are confirming and affirming. Because sometimes, sometimes you kind of know somebody is married. Not you as in you, whatever. But there are people who are like, I think he's married, but I'm not sure. And that's like a window into, well, I didn't know I wasn't sure. No. We're affirming. That's enough for me. As soon as I think it. Right. Right. Okay. We're affirming these people are are definitely married. So that's a done deal. But the DM slide outside of that so you're so cool why is she the, sliding in his dm that's not happening we're past that i know that okay. but you, you are now you're talking she said about she wasn't sure yeah now you're talking about dm slides so i'm asking you like what are you talking about i'm talking about slide? the concept of sliding into somebody's you've listened to somebody on a podcast mm-hmm. you like what they have to say yeah you feel a connection can you slide in the dms so are you cool with the dm slide 
Yeah, I've said in many DMs. Okay. Yeah. Is there a way to do that? That's like, is it is it creepy to do that if you've listened to somebody's podcast? I think or? so, okay. because that's something I wouldn't do. Okay. Like, when I am into people's art or stuff, I kind of, I'm not really fandom-y. Right. So, that's not something I would do. But I would slide in the DMs if it's like, ooh, look at him and I want to fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, those things are separate for me. Right. Like, so... I don't know how to do it without not feeling weird. Mm-hmm. Slide in your DMs right, to be like, right, oh, right, right, I don't right. do that. Mm-hmm. I slide in your DMs because I want the D right, or the right. P. But I don't, I'm not <laughs> sliding in your DMs to be like, oh, I've never done that. Right, so right, I right. have no idea. Right. I, I've also never done that, but I'm not really a DM slider, like period or whatever. I just don't. Um, but again, nothing wrong with the DM slide. I just haven't really done that. I would say when it comes to like fanning out on a podcast i just keep it to like to the fan stuff and say what i appreciate about it and like leave the rest of it. i'm really attracted to anybody really so that's that's not even like fair but what i did want to say is what you saw was a sample of black men being proactive in dismantling their privilege right and while it's incredibly rare to come across that these two guys on this show are not the only men that do that yeah you know what i'm saying it's rare so it's definitely cool to like run into people or come across people or discover podcasts with people talking and like oh wow these are men that i would not have to train not to be trash um but they exist they're like evidence that this exists in life totally or maybe you should go to their private um accounts okay and maybe follow some of their friends Oh, look at you. So maybe like they may have the same mindset or similar mindsets. Um, Yeah. So maybe you do that. Maybe you follow some of his friends. Oh, that's cool. Study their pages a little bit. See what they're about. See if it's similar to the people that you're crushing on Mm -hmm. and then slide in those DMs. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. I think you should do it that way, maybe. Because these men exist. Um, and I'm sure that these aren't just things they're talking about on their podcast right. and then they skip along with the rest of their life. Right, right, um, I'm right. sure these are conversations that they are having often. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was maybe go that route as far as um, aligning yourself with more men who think in that way or mm-hmm. who understand their privileges and are checking them and all of right, that shit. Right, right. Yeah, that's all I got really. Yeah, no, that's good. I think that for anybody, I mean, if you are a new listener, First of all, if you've listened to the show before, then you, you I believe, understand the context of all of this. Um, if you are a new listener and have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about... Um, men male, being trash. Men being trash, black male privilege, male privilege in general, because those are separate things. Um, you can check out this article uh, by Damon Young um, of Very Smart Brothers called Straight Black Men Are the white people of black people mm-hmm. um and that this is something that black women have been saying all over social media forever which is why when i first saw it i hadn't read it and i just asked queen and she hadn't read it either because we saw it and we're like oh, yeah we've been we've been saying but that. i had lots of mixed feelings about the article period okay so like one it was like um a black man getting credit or um, visibility or money or for something that black women have been saying mm-hmm. for the longest. So right. that was like, mm, he does why? quote, he does quote Melo Machenko, okay. um, um, her original tweet. Then it was like, yes, he's saying these things and yes, he's being, bringing visibility to these things and that's what the ally, ally is supposed to do. So mm-hmm. great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it's still turned around to men. It's black men attacking black women. Right. 
for something this black man said. Yeah. Like you were still, we are still getting attacked mm-hmm. for something this black right, man said. So right. it was just annoying yeah. to like see all of that happening. Mm-hmm. So I kind of mm-hmm. just stayed away from that article for yeah. those reasons. Right, right, right. So I just read it today after reading this letter again, and uh-huh. it just made me think of like just to put into context for people. Again, black women have been saying it everywhere forever. Um, but if somebody needs a direct succinct i guess reference point as to all the ways in which men are trash um there's an article so we'll put that link in the show notes they're just gonna attack you <laughs> that's my... attack the black woman attack yes there's a black woman. man who wrote this right and and studied and, and yes. found stuff to support every this. black woman who shared he did this all this work attacked. to support this stuff yep. but we're gonna attack yep. every black woman yep. who agrees yep. or retweets mm-hmm. or like it was just it was mm-hmm. it was it was pandemonium yeah, it was a mess but anyway if you need a if you need some context or frame of reference you can check out that article but also i wanted to say in terms of like dating right so men are trash um i still date them i still love them i still have sex with them um in the same way as which black people still interact with white supremacy absolutely. daily like i just yes, want to say we that we still have so, white friends and men are so trash. right exactly I- we still have white friends we still work with white people, people. we still uh go to white establishments yeah. we still watch movies with white people like it's it's a we part still actively of- work in um the systematic way like we still are a Mm -hmm. part of the system regardless Mm -hmm. of how much we want to dismantle it right same with us still dating men absolutely (laughs) absolutely so just as a as a person who dates men um men are trash in general but I i try not to date uh men who are actively accepting of uh trashness um and i try and date men who are actively who acknowledge white patriarchal capitalist supremacy white supremacist patriarchal capitalism um and who are working to challenge their privilege and so i think that there are ways to date and not be under constant attack by your partner socially um i have dated i say i dated two guys who maybe would consider themselves woke one was a sociopath and the other one was like just a general fuck boy so Mm -hmm. like dating somebody who is like aware of black shit and the system and uh womanism and shit that doesn't guarantee that you're not still going to be dating a fuck boy or dealing with like general trash men stuff a lot of times because you know i don't really believe in allies i don't really trust motherfuckers Mm -hmm. a lot of times when women like men excuse me when men are very like oh i'm a feminist or i'm a womanist Mm -hmm. i'll just feel like you're just using that to lure me Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like are you really Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't trust men who call themselves womanists or feminists because it's Mm -hmm. just like yeah my sociopathic ex-boyfriend i'll be on twitter like oh snap i I need to donate money to like my favorite black woman is da, 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 da. and then five minutes on his twitter he'll be like i just donated to so-and-so because this a matters. lot of times it's performative right 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 which hey give you coins you know what i'm saying yeah but, but right i don't beware. need to perform absolutely the performative is different from you actually mm-hmm. doing these right, things right right like, right, right, right usually right. when it's performative feminism mm-hmm. from a man or performative womanism from a man it's for the woman gaze. Right. It's not because you actually right. care exactly. about exactly. women. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, right. So there's that. And then there are... You You don't owe anyone like teaching or training or raising or anything like that. Um, I think that while you don't owe anyone that, it is okay to date somebody who is not fully up on all of the 
dynamics of race and gender and um womanism and all that shit it's okay to date somebody that's not exactly where you're at with it yeah you don't have to date somebody that's exactly as informed as you are or as thoughtful as you are about those things i think that if you're dating somebody who does not silence you or shut you down when you're expressing those things if you're dating somebody who does not actively participate in the systems that oppress you if you're dating somebody who when you say yo, I find this to be oppressive because such and such is not, oh, well, I don't believe you in so many words. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that that is a friendship or that's a relationship. Everyone's going to come to the table with different stuff. It sounds like what you're saying, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. is if it doesn't sound like a constant battle with this person, then it's okay because it's... the discussion is present, which mm-hmm. is dope. Cause, but like a part of one of my partners right now, I can have these conversations and we can disagree. Um, we don't usually disagree, but mm-hmm. when I voice my what I want to say, they mm-hmm. actively listen. Right. Um, and then they'll come back another day and mm-hmm. say, "Oh my God, what you said that you know, like you can yes. tell that this yes. is this active, ongoing thing, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a battle right. where it's like me versus him." Yeah. Um, because you have people who never thought about it before yeah and there's nothing wrong with that even though you know it's like okay what the fuck how you never thought about this before whatever but you have those type of people who never thought about it before and then you have those people who actively have heard of it and don't care don't believe black women don't support black women don't love black women um and devalue the existence of even the women that they like to fuck yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. or spend time with because they want you there in service of their experience on yeah, this planet. Yes. And so if you come across people who are like, oh, I never thought about it that way and are open to like the discussion, you know what I'm saying? And are open to you saying, oh, well, when you say this, it makes me uncomfortable or whatever, or open to you when they say stuff saying, well, you know what? When you say that, that kind of reminds me of rape culture. Yeah. And da 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 If they're open to that experience and you um, bringing these things to their attention, I think that it can still be a safe space. Yep, it can. You know what I'm saying? So um, I would say to, you know, everyone who you date does not have to be on the same level of information and knowledge as you are. Yeah. um, And perspective. And that everybody who's quote unquote woke is not like a good person is not like good dating material yeah. even though like so far the guy we like know the guys from three-fifths and they're great yeah and they're married and you know that's wonderful or whatever so i'm sure that they're great guys but just in general generally speaking just know that dating somebody who's woke is not like the um necessary standard for a good partnership it's not um a good partner <laughs> Is the standard right. for a good partnership, right. and what Which you're describing a whole bunch of other stuff. sounds like a good partnership. Right. There's, there's um, the willingness to learn mm-hmm. about the partner and what's important to the partner, and all of these things. Right. Um, I think is what you should mostly be focusing on, mm-hmm. um, rather than how woke they are. Because mm-hmm. if they really care about the partnership and these things are part of your ideals and what you value as mm-hmm. a black woman, this will be huge for them to make sure they value these things and understand these things Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know the guys from the three fifths before we met them in podcasting, but I'm sure this was some other woman's work. Absolutely. Absolutely. The things that they say is to me, is very clear that these have been influenced by experiences with, women in their lives. Yeah. And I'm not talking about their moms because every black man has a mom, (laughs) but I'm talking about like, 
possibly relationships yeah. or whatever. Or even sometimes when Justin is talking, he will, or both of them will refer to experiences that they've seen their wives had. Yeah. Like someone that I love is going through this thing and that's unacceptable to yeah. me. Yeah, and know I think saying? that's a testament to being a great partner. Right, right. Like, and I think maybe that's what you should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. What what does partnership look like yeah, for you? Yeah. Um, and then I think all the other stuff mm-hmm. would kind of fall into place. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do want to affirm that it is possible, even though I have spent much of my life single, it is possible. Most of mine is trash. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've dated my, a lot of trash too. Most of my dating I've is dated is a lot trash. of trash too, yeah. yeah but it, so. is, it is possible in this day and age to come across um, men who are um, not actively... Um, working to maintain white supremacist patriarchal capitalism yeah you know what i'm saying it it is possible to date men who are not um comfortable with oppressing um black women and other people of color yeah you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying um it is possible to date black men who don't who aren't homophobic and don't like hate trans women and like you know what i'm saying it's possible to do all those things um and don't be afraid to like be on a date with somebody i think also this whole it's been normalized like trash behavior has been normalized so we're not we want to make it clear and i think it is clear but we're not saying that oh you know if he has you know if god some guys they just have hatred in their hearts some guys are just homophobic and that's not okay yeah it's about accountability right i think that we've we've talked about this often Mm -hmm. but how we just let boys be boys and all of that stuff like we gotta really start collectively holding men Mm -hmm. accountable men and boys accountable for these things things right. no if no one's checking it um you know someone probably checked justin at mm-hmm. some, some like this this right. it starts somewhere yes. yes um so like for me now from jump like from jump mm-hmm. like on my tinder it mm-hmm. says like my cat is transsexual not nah, transgendered <laughs> which it is i am poly right Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Like it, it says, like from yeah. the start, you just you're gonna know what you're fucking with, what like from mm-hmm. start. So I think that's another thing too is putting your priorities and your standards to the forefront mm-hmm. of your dating too. Right. I think you're. It doesn't mean that you're only gonna attract what you want because mm-hmm. I damn sure the trash still comes. Yeah. But at least for yourself, you're asserting your priorities um, and you're asserting the standard of what you mm-hmm. want your partner. Um, to kind of mirror, you right, know, from you, right, right, whatever. Yeah, the guy that I'm dating, like our first five dates, I said every time we're together, I say that men are trash. <laughs> you know, men are trash, and it hasn't, it wasn't. I think on our fifth date, actually, he said something. He said something about it. I mean, he'd mentioned it before, but it was like dialogue and conversation yeah. about it or whatever. Our fifth date, I was telling a story about how I said men are trash, and somebody said this. He's like, yeah, because that's annoying. And then we had like a full conversation about it. And why I'm going to continue saying it. Yeah, and, you know, and, and it was it was a matter of like understanding. It, it wasn't just it wasn't me. And there's nothing wrong with doing this. But it wasn't in that moment. It wasn't me saying, well, I'm going to say this and you have to deal with it. Yeah, it was. This is why I say it. This is important to me. It comes up, which is why I say it, you know, when it comes up because men are trash. Yeah. It does come up. I'm going to continue to say it. And I just hope that when I do say it, we don't have to have this exchange. again. Which is important because like for me, I say men are trash all the time. Mm-hmm. So two of my other partners who I've cut off I would say this all the time and Mm -hmm. for them it became an issue and it was like instead of having a dialogue it was like you need to stop saying that Mm -hmm. shit so for me it was like okay you're you people are not so you shouldn't be Mm -hmm. sharing my space Mm -hmm. you know so 
because you are always presenting your ideals, it right. kind of helps you like, okay, this isn't for me. Like, mm-hmm. so you won't be like a year later and wake up and it's like, this motherfucker. Exactly. Because <laughs> all the signs, many of the signs are often there when you wake up and all of a sudden like your spouse is like wild racist or your spouse yeah. is, you know what I'm saying? Wild homophobic or whatever. The stuff was there before, but a lot of times we brushed it off as, oh, people will be people or boys will be boys, boys or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or you know how black men are or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not acceptable. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, you don't have to settle for that. So I just, you know, I'm just like, I want to affirm that these motherfuckers exist. Yeah. And that you can, you can, you can have a, you can be a petty black feminist or a womanist um, or a black ass black woman and still find somebody who fucks with you hardcore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The narrative is to tell you that that doesn't exist. So you right. don't, you don't yes. do these things. You don't live this life. Yes. And you aren't that kind of woman. Yes. Yes. That's yes. on purpose. They, they want you to think that and it's mm-hmm. not true. So I just, you know, they're out there mm-hmm. they're telling you out there, out there. Um, if you find the club that they hang out at, send me an email, mm-hmm. you know, cause I would like to partake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But they're out there. But that narrative that, you can't find it's a, man a part of white did, supremacy. Yes, yeah, that's, it is. That's out it there is. on purpose. Absolutely, that they don't exist, or you're gonna be alone, or da 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 da. The guy I'm dating told um, one of his gay coworkers, a, a gay black guy, his job. He's like, yeah. So he, he's like, you know, he talks to him about his dating and yeah. stuff like that. He's like, yeah. So I'm dating. This is the first woman that I've dated who identifies as like a black womanist or a black feminist or whatever. Uh-huh. And his friend was like, well, how's that going? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And he's like, it's going great. It's not like <laughs> yeah. a thing. It's really no different than other experiences, except she, she doesn't hate women. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly, it's just a different, exactly. you know, that aspect of it is different, but everything else is like regular ass dating. It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Hey, boo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, Jay's boo. Hey. He listens. He does. He's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that even that narrative of outside of black feminism that narrative of it's not a lot of black men available it's not a lot of good black men i've been dating and this is before i was like hardcore not tolerating any shit like jay or whatever but just just standard general guys or whatever i've been dating nice black guys forever i have to yeah it just didn't work out i didn't want to fuck them they weren't tall enough whatever the fuck they exist and i've been a man eater like i've not been. you know what i'm saying so they they exist i've dated men who have treated me really well mm-hmm. very respectfully it didn't feel like i was used in any right. all those usual the the things that i felt from other partners yeah. um and maybe because of these things i just felt like oh well i don't want this you know who yeah. knows yeah. who knows they exist they, they exist. exist and i feel like um sometimes depending on what city you live in and where you are it can be more challenging to find um, certain types of men than others mm-hmm. but they exist and a part of white supremacy is making us believe that they don't exist and having yep. us all buy into it and that's also respectability politics yeah. so thinking that only this one type of person is a good type of person and he's so rare because all black men are in jail yeah. or because more black men are in jail than are in college which is a disproven or the only thing. men who think this way are like educated 
or like and right. formal in the exactly. formal way. Or the only men who think this exactly. way are the men who are doing white collar jobs. That's you know, right. stuff like That's that. That's right. Let me tell you. That's not true. That's not true. And it's nothing worse than an educated ass, out educated out the wazoo, respectable ass <laughs> black man who hates black women. Oh my god. Okay? That is the most dangerous white supremacist out there. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't have to be this one type of person in this one type of package and that is a tool of white supremacy to make you think that is nothing available for you because why would anything be available for black women you know what i'm saying yeah um i was actually in a group chatting about this and somebody brought up the question you know the, the age-old question why don't they want us da, 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 da. and i was like every black man that i date wants me and wants other black people like me and i have to speak as a light-skinned black woman with light-skinned privilege i don't date men who only date light-skinned women. Yeah, like, don't. I don't... That's unacceptable No, for but me. that's something within your light-skinned privilege that you make sure right. doesn't happen. Yes. Like, if yes. you realize a man has this light-skinned thing, you're like, I'm good. I'm off of that. Yeah, you that's know? not... Like, that's unacceptable yeah. for me as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, But I... Right. But I, I bring that up to say that any type of black woman can find a decent black person, yeah. black guy to date, if and that's what they're looking and for. statistically... um. Most black men in this country are partnered with a black woman. Yes. So yes. they marry more black. They marry women. more black women, mm-hmm. and so it's like there's this this it's, it's white supremacist right, right. media that's making us, you feel that you're not wanted. Absolutely, you're not these, worth it. Yeah, yeah, you're not worth it. That they're marrying all the white women. Like mm-hmm. no. Right. Many of us, um, as black women, marry later at yeah. a, you know we're older maybe than our white counterparts or whatever but thank god but as a okay. black woman who doesn't really care for marriage i'm okay <laughs> i'm okay with that too we're i'm okay, okay with, with that. that too i'd like the tax um you get you you it's cheaper to be married mm-hmm. as far as taxes are concerned right right but right the quality quality of life goes down for more men let me married. tell you something i i can't imagine having been married and cheers to everybody who does that and i wish you well and the yeah. best and 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 there are people who get married young and they have like great successful yeah. lives like 50% of marriage and ends in divorce but nobody talks but about 50% the other 50% that actually yes, are, absolutely. are still doing they're their damn thing yeah. and they're fine um so, yeah, I can't imagine having me, Janicia, in her 20s, having been married to anybody. You know what I'm saying? I was engaged in my 20s, and I'm so happy that I did not get mm-hmm. married because I'm a completely different person right. than I was 10 years ago when I was engaged to be married to this person. Mm-hmm. Like, completely mm-hmm. different. And I love, I love who I grew into. Right. A lot of Maybe a lot of times people who get married young, they grow into these people together, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. I feel like me and this person probably would have grown together because mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I think the contrast is a lot. Not like a huge difference, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, there, there are people that I dated back then. I'm like, why was I even in the same room with you? <laughs> okay, if I show up to an event and you're there, my nigga, we are at the wrong event. I'm at the wrong place, son. You don't belong oh, in my atmosphere. Like, oh, what is going gosh. on? Oh, gosh. Why are you here? Funny. I think all of my boyfriends, the ones that I, like, eventually my family met, mm-hmm. they were all, like, pretty good. Right. Because it was like, yeah. But if you were like somebody who was just like, what the fuck is this? Right. My parents never like, Yeah. No one in my family yeah, ever yeah, knew yeah. I got a lot of those under my belt. And then <laughs> I, I have. Too. Yeah. I, have, I think only one of them my mother knew. Uh-huh. But I was because I knew him since childhood. The same. That's the only reason my yes. mother knew that motherfucking name. Yes. And she's like, I just want to go to his house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to his house and really give him a piece of my mind. You know? 
but she be wanting to fight people. She's too tall for that. Oh, I keep telling her, you're too tall to be running around intimidating people. Um, yes, that's the best. Yeah, that's it's really best. funny. And her eyes are big. She pulls her glasses down. She's like, let me let me tell you. Let me explain something to you. I'm like, you cannot do that at work. That is actually aggressive and intimidating. Anyway, um, yeah, my mom is very cute. Um, yeah, yo, I like this conversation yeah, about dating. It's good. I feel good and positive about mm-hmm. it. And they don't want us to feel that way. They don't. They don't. As, as, they and want, we're they both want single. the round table and a conversation yes. to be. No what's one wrong? wants us. Exactly. What's wrong what's with What's wrong us? with us? How do we change ourselves? Nah, we're good, that. yo. We're good. Burn the Steve Harvey we're books. We're out here fucking. We're thriving. <laughs> don't and, listen to Tyrese. Yes, and it's mad heteronormative because also even though, um, and I know that you're queer, and even though both of us do date black men mm-hmm. and date men in general, there are large swaths of black women who are good on all of that shit. Mad good yes who don't they, they're not interested in dating men no. they're happy dating each other they're happy dating no one they're happy doing whatever the exactly, fuck it is exactly. that they're doing so yep. this conversation about how to get a black man and what is that shit uh fucking steve harvey's several books think like a woman i mean no that's what you book. should be thinking right, like right. think like a woman right but what is it think like a date, man do some shit Something, like a man why would i, I want to do any of that shit like you trash niggas yo y'all are trash I don't want to do any of the shit you're doing because I'm good over here. That's the other thing is that's also fucking the patriarchy because it says that I, my, me and my thinking as a black femme or as a woman, it's not enough. No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not enough. I am not enough and I have to adjust myself to be some other type of thing in order to be successful at dating. No, you adjust, exactly. motherfucker. And you are living in white supremacist patriarchal exactly. capitalism. Exactly. And it's like the way Jay and I express all the time, fuck the system. Right. We, we need to create our own. Fuck that patriarchy system mm-hmm. you need to create your own why right. would you try to um think like a man mm-hmm. for, like fuck that yeah. i'm a woman and if and if you were a part of the narrative of these hetero heteronormative relationships because the standard is man it's not mm-hmm. even about the woman mm-hmm. why would you have to think like a man right. if it is about a man and a woman being together exactly. why would the soul thought be about thinking right. like a man especially when all they love to do is say let me be a man i want to be the man of the house now you telling me i should be a man act no, like a man sometimes no. other times this is, why, this is why I love my mom. I remember one time somebody was like, let me be a man. My mother was like, ain't nobody stopping you. You need my permission? Why does your ain't masculinity nobody? depend on me, yo? Do you, son. Thrive. Ain't nobody stopping you. Thrive. Ain't nobody stopping you. Thrive. Do yo. your thing, boy. Do your thing, man. I asked Boo last night. I was like, oh, do you want me to make your chicken while you're in the shower? He's like, no. <laughs> Didn't you say you can't cook? I was like, yeah, I'm about to I say, say chicken. I was like, it was baked. I can make chicken. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I can bake some chicken. I'm glad that he was like, no. <laughs> I can make some chicken. I'm glad he said, no, I don't he trust was like, it. You said that I can, you can't cook. I was like, I did not say that. I'm I glad that he really was. Cook. And, but I'm glad that because he's not like thinking like the mother motherfuckers. Yes. That it was like, yes. yeah. Even though he knows you said you don't cook, that's right. not your thing. Right. He was like, you said that's not your thing. Right. So, yeah. Like, you good. It was very cute. And I just got my blanket and I sat on the couch and I watched him make Because you chicken. ain't really want to do it. <laughs> you I did it. You did wanted ask to ask a few you, times. You I wanted, wanted to, to do a it. nice thing for him. Exactly. Right. But, but I you do ain't not, really want to do it. I do not want to make your chicken, my And he understands. I don't even eat. I do eat chicken if it's made already. Like, but ex- I don't be cooking chicken. Yeah, like that's that. what I was like. When yeah. you said that, I was like, wait, make chicken. Well, because he's busy and tired. No, I So, get right. It. So, it was an act of doing a nice thing. For your partner. Yes. I get that. Yes, yes. But him as a partner and being a good partner, you know, she don't really like doing that. She her thing. Like, I'm good. It was and he cute. probably didn't want to eat burnt chicken. <laughs> I was not good. You know how you burn baked chicken? I don't know. I've never seen you. Only thing I've ever seen you make was shrimp. 
It was good, right? Yeah, it was, it was good. Yes. Shrimp is like Thank easy you. as It is very easy. <laughs> <laughs> it is easy. I used to cook for my family, my siblings and my mom and stuff. I, used to make I know you did. Because you're like the stuff. oldest sibling, right, so right, I right. get it. It's probably why it. you don't want to do that it, it is a part of why I don't do it. And then I haven't <laughs> eaten like that. I mean, I I do. Like, if I'm somewhere, I'm a flexitarian. So if I'm somewhere and somebody has meats and stuff like that, I'll eat it. Yeah, because last week when you was eating that fried chicken, I was like, what is happening? I know. I've been going through something. I'm going through something, <laughs> okay. you guys. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. But I yeah, like, and it's fried chicken. I, I know. I was going through it. Uh, and it was mad cheap. But yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't bring meat like that in my home to cook and mm-hmm. stuff. But but anyway, I did appreciate that he was like, nah. I appreciate that too. Like, and it's like he sees me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He like sees me. He appreciated the gesture. Um, but he doesn't need he also doesn't need me to do that. And I thought it was funny. He was like, You said you can't cook. First of all, I don't remember saying that. But I also thought it was cute that like in his mind, I can't cook, and he still rocks with it, yo. Still to me. He should. As he should, yo. Because he's. This is my thing with that cooking shit. Because I do like to cook. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like to cook. I like to eat. So that's why I cook. Right. Let's make that clear. Mm-hmm. But I date grown ass men. Yes. So how? Like, you, what you been eating? Mm-hmm. What have you been eating? Yeah. Who's been cooking for you? Exactly. Where, where, how, how have you been getting your Feed food yourself. intake? Feed I don't need to be contributing to yeah. that. Now, if I want to, yeah, that's different. But like, I need a woman who could. But how have you been eating as an adult or your Feed own? Yourself. Like, what the fuck? Feed yourself. You've been doing that. Continue. Feed yourself. Yeah, yo. And buy groceries. Okay, I'm about to go on a ditch. <laughs> buy groceries. Guess what the year 2017 is. What is 2017 It is about? a year that we give black women our money. What? Yes. Your money? Your yes. money for what? I don't know, but I know we are black women. We are black women. We produce content. We do create and produce content. And we would like your money. That's right. We would like your money. So, like she said, it's 2017. We have a lot of plans for this year, and we need your help to build and grow. We want to thank everybody who's been donating to our PayPal, and we just wanted to encourage anyone who hasn't to pop off and throw us a little yes, bit of money in the yes. collection plate. We appreciate yes. you and show your appreciation to us with that. Yep, go to teawithqueenandjade.com, go to the no- donation button, press it, and give black women your money. That's right. You can also go straight to PayPal at paypal.me backslash teawithqj. Yes, money. Yeah. We're going to get some money. Scream, get the money. Oh, I'm going to get into the next letter. Yes, we have another letter. Okay, this letter is from Anna, and it's called Me and My Problematic Cousins. Dear Queen and Jay, first, I would like to express how much I enjoy your podcast. There are few people in my life whom I can have honest and heated conversations about race and gender with. Thank you for bringing light to topics that people refuse to talk about. I appreciate the work and energy you put into this podcast. Recently, I have reconnected with my cousins, who I mostly spent time with during my childhood. We are now all in our early 20s. I love spending time with them. We have great time. We have a great time and endless laughs when we're together. Also, we are all at a place in our lives where we need sisterhood and each other's support. So we have been seeing each other more often. The problem is that I can tell just by our everyday conversations that we do not share the same social or political views. I'm a Latina and an intersectional feminist. My feminism is who I am. It isn't a skin I wear that I can easily shed so as not to make white feminists or misogynists uncomfortable. The problem is that I can tell just by our everyday conversations that we do not share the same social or political views. I'm a Latina and an intersectional feminist. My feminism is who I am. It isn't a skin 
I wear that I can easily shed so as not to make white feminists or misogynists uncomfortable. However, being around my cousins makes me feel like I need to turn off that part of me to avoid confrontation and conflict. It's clear they aren't aware that the patriarchy and racism are at the root of all evil. They often make subtle jabs at women, and one of my cousins uses one of my cousins uses the N-word way too comfortably. If they were anyone else in my life, I wouldn't have a problem calling them out or keeping my distance. Goodbye. But we are starting to spend more and more time together. I care for them and see them as my sisters. I want them to be more self-aware and woke and to love themselves. And damn, I also want to actually feel comfortable and safe around them and not have to endure their problematic language and insensitive ass microaggressions. There are already enough family settings where I don't feel safe due to sexist language and behavior. The last thing I would want is to have that same feeling with my girls. I'm inclined to talk to them about these things and open up more conversations about this, but I don't know how to do it in a way that won't put distance between us. We have had a falling out before in the past for silly preteen reasons, and I have sensed that since then they view me as the nerdy cousin who thinks she knows more than everyone. I know this sounds like a silly thing to worry about, but I do care what they think. I want them to see me as an equal and not as someone who claims to have more knowledge or who is being obnoxious or overly sensitive. How do you deal with friends or family who don't see their behavior as a problem? Is this something I should even bring up with them? Should I say something every time they say something offensive how would you approach this thank you awesome and shining supernovas much love anna thank Ooh, you anna supernova i like that shit yeah me too what do you think about this what's crazy not crazy but i feel like her about the members of my own family okay um and i really don't know what to do either because mm-hmm. there's pieces of me where i've always been like the sibling who is challenging people's thoughts or the sibling who is the odd one out, who is a little more um, progressive in thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm used to that space. Um, but I was actually talking to a friend and I was like, he's been, me and him have been in conversations about a lot about leveling, leveling up and, um, growing yourself and how a lot of times you outgrow people around Mm -hmm. you even in your family right um and it's a real uncomfortable space to be in especially when it's family um so i don't really have huge advice i just kind of just want her to know that she's not alone in that yeah um i'm pretty sure there are lots of people who feel like that in their family i know for me there are family members whom I can have these conversations with, even if they might not 100% disagree, mm-hmm. they trust that I have actually researched what I'm talking about or, mm-hmm. I, or they trust that I've actually, it's like they trust my work. Right. So they know I'm not just talking about my ass. They know I'm not just like throwing anything out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they, I'm mostly using like my oldest sister as an example. She listens to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the conversations her and I have um, in that moment, she might not get what I'm saying mm-hmm. or she might like she never takes it as I'm picking at her. So I know that or that I'm like coming at her in that way. Mm-hmm. So I feel safer with her having this conversation. Right. But then I have another sister who is like, I don't, I don't know what family she came from. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, a lot of her thoughts are very, very ignorant and stuck. Yeah. And I know that in my personal life, I would not have this person in my space. Mm-hmm. Um but they're my sister, so they're going to be around, you know. But so when it comes to her, I just, I honestly cannot have those conversations with her. I honestly, 
I I can't because I still have to create safe spaces for myself. I still have to make sure I prioritize my mental health, my spiritual health, my emotional health. Mm -hmm. Um, And some I'm at a point where it comes to I just mostly for that sibling where I just treat her accordingly. Mm -hmm. Like you are not who I would ever. I'm talking about these things, regardless of how much I try to challenge your thought. You like where you're at. You're right. okay where you're at. Um, and I think sometimes you have to come to terms with not everybody wants to learn. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to progress. Not if Some people just want to go to work and go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me personally, I'm closer to the siblings where I can have these conversations mm-hmm. with and do these things with and can have a healthy dialogue mm-hmm. with. Um, my sister who I can't do these things with, we're not very close. Mm-hmm. We're not close. We only see each other at family events and that's it. And you know, I'm okay with that. Like if that's what it is, that's what it is. Just because someone is your family doesn't mean that you, you have to have, um, these deep, meaningful relationships. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like just you are only in proximity to each other because of DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel? What do you think about what she said about, um, because these are like it sounds like these are her, like her homegirls right now. Like they're you know they're her cousins, they're they're her homegirls, they're rocking. How do you feel about what she said about not wanting to be seen as like a know it all or? I think you should get over that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their shit. That has nothing to do with you. Right. If they feel that you're a know it all, it's because they know that you know more probably. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some people don't like to be challenged. Right. Um, and if they don't like it. And if that's a problem for them, that is their window to decide whether or not you they want you in their life because mm-hmm. they can make that choice also. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should not be yourself right. or not do these things, right, 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 because um, they don't want to be challenged. Yeah, because clearly you have, even though they're ignorant, you have made the choice to keep them around and hang out with them because yeah. you see value in who they are as people mm-hmm. and you enjoy that and you deserve that. Um, it is their choice, just like you said, it is their choice if they find, oh, well, you know, she thinks she knows it all and it makes me uncomfortable. Da, 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 da. That's their choice. Yeah. If they decide that they don't see enough value in your relationship to um, maintain it, despite the fact that you're a nerdy know-it-all, then you don't really need that. Yeah. You don't need that in your life. Um, but I would also say that something that I'm learning is that we are millennials and younger people and we're older millennials but like i heard there's a phrase for us older millennials but i can't remember uh-huh it's i, I don't know yeah i heard it too i was like that's real specific i'm gonna be a millennial still um <laughs> i don't understand any of it to be honest right my right, name is right. queen naima like that's that, funny I, I feel you i don't need to be lumped in you. a thing yeah thing yeah like well that. for the sake of like because it's, it's millennials who remember life before the internet Right, and there are ones who don't. Yeah, right, so right, that's right. What the distinction yeah. is, yeah. Makes sense but there are also other things that we do, like this, for example. Like we are more. Um, I hate the term identity politics because it's used against us. Um, but we are more like I am a black feminist. I am a this kind of person. I am a that kind of person, which I think is in- important for us to um, connect with other people who have these ideas that are anti-white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I think that we connect with these things heavier than some, than older folks 
who are while they may share our ideas and shit they're like okay well that's that's john that's how he is you know whatever they're they're more likely to accept be accepting of their ignorant friends and just deal with them in a certain way or not deal with them at all or whatever um but i would say that it's okay these are your cousins. I think it's okay to have fun with them without feeling like you have to check every single thing that they say and that if you don't check every single thing that they say, then you're not standing up to who you are as a Latinx um, intersectional feminist. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, y'all can just go to the movies and have a good time and they say the occasional problematic thing and mm-hmm. sometimes if you're in the mood, you check it and sometimes you don't. You just, like, that's who they are. And it also depends on how you're checking it. Like, if you're right. checking it on some, like, militant, uh, stop the phone right, or whatever. Right, right. Like, you I turn was, on public enemy in the background. Yeah, you're right, right. like one of the trash ass motherfuckers that I was um, seeing, who mm-hmm. I'm not anymore. I'm just mm-hmm. really happy about that. <laughs> he, for the life of me, would not call people trans people. Mm. He would say transsexual or right. like tranny. No. Um. So when the first time he did it, I was like, hey, blah blah blah. This is why. Mm-hmm. This and this and that. Blah, blah, you know, whatever. Then after that, anytime he said it, I'm like, a what? Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What are you yeah. saying? Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, like, huh? And then he'll correct himself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, come on. And then eventually he would just say a trans person. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was checking him, but I still made it kind of like, um, right. like he'll say it. I'm like, what? What? What you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, I heard you over here. Yeah. And he's like, all right. And then eventually he knew mm-hmm. that's not what you said. Right, 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 right. You know, and his language changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it also depends on how you're checking mm-hmm. and how you're going about doing that. I know me personally, I don't want to be preached at all the time mm-hmm. either. Right, right. So, um, yeah, maybe um, see how you're checking. Yeah, the way that you say it. I was concerned recently. I was concerned recently because I'm I'm going back to homecoming and I'm going to be hanging out with some of my homegirls. And, um, you know, you come across different people that you went to college with, yeah. people that you may never choose to be friends with or whatever, but you y'all went to school together. Mm-hmm. It was only five black people there. And so, like, you're going to have a conversation yeah. with them at homecoming. And one of my big concerns recently has been, like, I don't want to tell somebody I went to school with who's black. No, you a white feminist. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how I feel. And I was, I was in therapy. I was like, yo, how do I? Because again, I lose a friend every quarter over this podcast. You do. Like I really do. You do. And luckily, I, through therapy, I have realized that that's kind of like what we do. And that's just what's that's going to happen. Yeah. And I have to be OK mm-hmm. with that. Um, And that's just like who I am like that's I have to be comfortable with you've lost friends every quarter before this podcast so (laughs) right yes (laughs) because you are this person because this is who who I am right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um and then I have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. but at the same time I do deserve friendship you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so like I don't need to go to homecoming and tell everybody that all the black women that I know that aren't doing black feminism the way that I feel like it should be done intersectional and shit like that you a white feminist I don't have to do that there are ways for me to say when they say something it's a way for me to say oh you know what that's kind of like white feminism or that's kind of those are some of the ideas that a lot of white feminists say because part, part of me that wants to go you a white feminist is the part of me that's upset offended by it betrayed Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying by looking at another black woman who is like being and propagating white feminism or whatever but the other part of me is somebody who like loves her friends you know what i'm saying so like when you're dealing with like people that you love and the purpose and when you you describe like laughing with your cousins and you enjoy spending time with them and it's rare to find people that you could just hang out with and laugh most of the time with you know what i'm saying and so like if you have that and you value that 
then in your in your critiques and in your you know when mentioning when they say something that's ignorant or whatever you the whole the whole experience is about love you know what i'm saying so instead of pulling on janicia and going you a white feminist that's you could <laughs> i think but i think you need to look at maybe that's why that could be why I lose yeah. all friends. right um it's because of your approach sometimes you know, it is you know, sometimes it's not no so i know right i know right, right, I've, right. I've, I've been around yes um, yes yes but yeah so that's why i say think about how you check there's ways yeah. to check with love. There's mm-hmm. ways to check. Like, I know that everyone is not going to know all the things I know. And then, honestly, I don't know all the things other people know. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't come from a place of all-knowing. I think that's important. Like, make sure you don't come from a place of all-knowing. Right, like, right, right, right. Um, that's important, especially when talking to someone who is ignorant to something mm-hmm. that they have never heard right. ever, ever, ever. Absolutely. It's really important that mm-hmm. you don't come from a space, a space of all-knowing. I got the keys. Yeah. Here are the keys. Right. Here they are. And if you don't fucking mm-hmm. fuck with these keys, something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like, no one is going to feel yeah. like... Yeah. And then it also depends on, like, I don't... I don't. It's not clear to me from the letter what kind of work that you do. But, for example, we do this podcast. We, we do this type of work. We talk about these type of things all the time. Yeah. We'll listen to other podcasts mention some shit about race and glaze over something that's, like, overtly like, yo, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? And because this is, like, what we do, yeah. right? So another thing that my therapist said, OG Black Auntie Therapist said was... In 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 some ways we are teachers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. In some ways, like this is a this is an edutainment kind of experience, mm-hmm. and we are learning and we are teaching and yada yada yada. I don't need to be having drinks with my homegirls being the teacher. You know what I'm saying. The they don't they wrong. don't do what we yeah, do exactly. on the regular, and exactly. so it's unfair to for me to sit there as a teacher like and just have casual conversation injecting all the shit that i we do like yeah, here exactly. you know what i'm saying yep. so like i don't know what you do but if you if in your work or in your general life space or if you are in like community groups or whatever with people who you're talking about intersectional feminism with constantly and yada 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 do that there and mention it with your homegirls when it's relevant and stuff like that but you don't have to be the teacher with your homegirls you can enjoy just being with your homegirls another thing that is important and I think because you brought up this is our work is that my friends or family they don't really bring their work to the plate either Um, so like you said you don't know if this is her work or whatever Mm -hmm. but you don't always have to bring your work to the play right like it's playtime. yeah you don't always have to Mm -hmm. be doing work when it's playtime, and that can be and you can still be like who you are like it is your identity like you can't separate it out you Mm -hmm. know when you're at the movies and hanging out and chilling but also you deserve to be at the movies and hanging out and chilling and laughing and joking so you know you can you can definitely address problematic things when they happen in ways that are most comfortable for you and still like maintain those friendships yeah. and don't be afraid of them thinking that you are the nerdy like know-it-all that's their problem that's their problem you know that's not your problem at all don't worry about that mm-hmm. i like that letter yeah, thank too. you anna Thanks. We appreciate you yo i think we did a spot of tea i think so. we did a spot of tea too yeah at the end of the show oh that was the end yes now it's time to is say this goodbye. the end right it's good um thank you all for listening you can follow us first of all be sure to subscribe on the purple app yes okay uh apple Podcasts, formerly itunes the purple app subscribe there you can follow us on soundcloud if you're listening on an android or something like that yeah Yeah, you can listen there we're on google play we're on the TuneIn app we're every fucking where that you can listen to a podcast we are fucking there you know what i realized we didn't do at the top of the show that we do at the top of the show all the time 
tell people how they could donate to this fucking podcast. Oh, but we put it in our commercial. Yeah, but we usually say it, so I want to say it. Okay. So if you want to donate money to the progression and growth of this podcast, yes. you can go to our website, twithqueenandjay.com. There is a donate button. Click that button. Mm-hmm. There are two options. Mm-hmm. We have a Patreon and we have, um, that's kind of like a subscription. We don't give you anything extra, but we just ask that everyone gives us $2. A $2. That's just $24, $24 a year. Um, you can up it or lower it. We have some people who pay more. We have some people who pay less. But um, if we, um, if everyone on the show, everyone who listens to the show donates mm-hmm. $2 a month through Patreon, we can like fully fund this show. We can do all the things, yo. Yeah. And then the other way that you can donate is through PayPal. And that is just like a one-time thing. You can do it more than once, but we're just saying it's not a subscription thing that keeps mm-hmm. coming out of your account. Yep. And that is PayPal. T with Queen and J. PayPal.me slash T with Queen yeah, and J. Yeah, PayPal.me slash T with And I didn't say the Patreon. Patreon is patreon.com slash T with QJ. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Yep. There. You can do those things. Or as you said, you can go straight to our website and donate yes. at the donate tab. Um, yeah. So again, thanks for listening. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us in all of the places where you can subscribe and follow. Um, we are on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen queen and j you can email us you can send us t-mail t with queen and j at gmail.com and you can as always please visit our website um i see some of you all subscribed for our mystery mailing list yeah uh t I, with, like, I like that i was yeah, like hey was like, oh, hey boo um you can go to our website t with queen and j.com all the good shit is there and um did we do everything yeah we did we did all the um admin <laughs> We did. Yeah. We did all the admin stuff, yo. Hashtags. Hashtags. Black Lives Matter. T with QJ. Pod in. Pods in. Pods of color. Pods in color? Pods in color. Oh, she's going to come and she's going to kill me. It's pod in and pods in color. Thank you. Pod in. Pods in color. Um, Maybe he doesn't hit you. Black Panther's so lit. (laughs) What else? Um, Disability to white. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I can never think of hashtags. All Black Lives Matter. Stop killing trans women. Men are trash. For life. Men are always trash. Mm -hmm. I do want to say that um, because I was talking to a man and he was like the whole men men are trash thing. And I'm like, it's just a colloquial way of saying patriarchy is fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like if you take it offensive, that's because you know you trash. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... Like, when we say white people ain't shit, mm-hmm. we're talking about a system. Like, right. get over yourselves, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Just want to say that. I like it. Yeah. It's like when we say, fuck the police, coming straight from the underground. <laughs> we fuck ne- them. We never say that. But, uh, <laughs> but we're, not, we're not talking about, like, Officer you, John Officer over there. John Brown or fucking <laughs> Officer Joe Jackson or whatever. We're not talking about you. We're sure you're a very nice man. You just work for a terrible system. Yeah. And your homeboys kill people left and right and they get off for it. All the time. All the time. So that's what that's about. Yeah, yo. Okay. Um, you ready to go? I think so. I feel like we're missing hashtags. Film this, Spoonie Chat. Oh, you were done? You've been done? I've been done. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ratchet is not the opposite of educated. Hood hood is just as valuable and knowledgeable as the academy. A tight dress or exposed breasts does not devalue the purpose 
black cis and trans women for always being there. Holding me down, letting me rest my head on their thighs, being a text message away, or standing on the front line with a gun in the front of their face, ready to risk it all for liberation. I thank you for existing, because it is always, it is always, it is always us.